This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Daily Dose podcast, covering all about day-to-day global affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. And a very good afternoon to everyone. Hope you all can listen to us now. You can listen to me, Aaron. And sorry for that technical glitch that happened a few minutes back. I hope that you know you 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 can obviously understand these kind of things happen when you go online. Now, on every Friday, you know we are touching upon this key theme of international education or international students. And in this week, we are talking about developing your leadership and team building skills while working in a team. Now, this is an important thing for you. Even if you are an international student or not, you might be a person working in a corporate team. You still need those skills to, you know, understand how to effectively get those results while working in a team, understanding your team members, resolving those team conflicts as well. Now, there cannot be a better person to talk about that than the guest joining me today, Aaron who is the CEO of J Australia and he has been mentoring a lot of students in um, Australia across different universities in Australia so welcome to this podcast Aaron to talk about this topic thank you so much Sarah, for for having me and uh, and really really well done on creating this as a fantastic resource for for students everywhere so it's it's a pleasure for me to be here Thank you so much, Aaron. Um, I really appreciate you spending half an hour today to share your insights with the students and also with uh, people in general. What are your general comments in the sense, how important do you feel it is for people to focus on uh, or emphasizing on the fact that they should actually work on leadership and team building skills while they're working in a university team or once they go to their jobs, how important it is for them? Absolutely. Leadership and teamwork skills are critical in anything that you want to to go to work on, any project that you create, any endeavor that you embark on, anything that you want to do, uh, leadership is going to enhance that. Uh, And why is that? It's because anything that you want to do that's going to make that big difference is going to involve other people, whether you're working as part of a team, whether you're as an individual collaborating with others to fulfill a project, being able to communicate your vision, being able to engage with what's important for people, all of those things come into play so that ultimately when you're out to create something, when you're out to put something out into the world, what you're able to do is built on that foundation and you're able to actually find out, hey, what's important for people? What do people want? What do people need? And who am I going to be in causing this to happen? Uh, a lot of the the amazing projects out there the ones that are extremely remarkable are projects which weren't going to happen anyway uh, and which did uh, because of the the leadership and the stepping beyond uh, what people thought was possible um, for the key people who were driving that project. So leadership is really critical for anything that anyone wants to accomplish. And it's it's like that secret source that everyone talks about. A lot of people study, especially in university these days, and being a leader and actually demonstrating leadership is something which takes that hands-on actual practice. Uh, you can study all you want about it, but you want to actually look at, okay, how can I go and develop those skills? How do I go and create those experiences? What can I do 
to, to go out and build myself up so that I'm actually get the experience of being a leader for myself and for the people around me, ultimately for my community. Absolutely. And, you know, being a leader is so difficult for some of the people because you need to sometimes come out of your comfort zone. You need to think beyond what you are thinking at this moment because you have to think from a holistic point of view, not only thinking about one or two individuals, but mm. what can you do through your work for the entire society, which actually creates an impact in the society as a whole. And that's where, you know, a leader, be it a political leader or a business leader or a student leader, it's very important for you to understand the emotions of other, you know, one of the things that I really resonate well with, you must have heard about the Dalai Lama. Now, Dalai Lama says that if you have to be a good leader, you need to be empathetic and compassionate towards others. Um, and I think compassion is somehow, uh, which one of the Harvard articles also points out is lagging behind in a lot of leaders. You know, a lot of times we think of just result driven leadership, but we forget about that compassion driven leadership coming along with those, you know, the results that we are producing. Isn't it, Aaron? That's right. That's right. And there's, there's so much talk about the, the, the empathy side of things. It's, it's a, it's a topic which is coming up in the, in the research and the study. And then you, you learn about it in a lot of university courses these days. And one of the biggest challenges is that when diving in and actually practicing leadership, like the pull that we have for us is to, okay, what do I do? What are all the actions I need to take? Is that even possible? So when we get caught up in that world of, I don't know, is this going to work? Uh, is it going to be a silly idea? All of that sort of empathy kind of goes out the window because we kind of get stuck in our heads about, okay, what, what is this thing which I should be doing? Now, real leadership, like you said, Sarab, is, is in that world of, okay, what am I actually doing? Stepping outside of my comfort zone. And if you have a look, right, like leadership doesn't have to be something demonstrated by people at the heads of companies uh, leading massive projects. If you have a look, any time that you can actually see someone going and putting work in towards something that's bigger than themselves, like a vision. And if you can see that they're stepping part of their out of their comfort zone, so there's something inherently inspiring about that. Now, on a, on a effectiveness scale, as we, as we start anything, it's unlikely that we're going to be super effective. But when we see people at whatever level they're at, stepping past their comfort zone, there's something inherently inspiring about that. It's like, wow, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a contribution to that. I want to, I want to just find out about what's going on here. So actually, it might be that one of the initial things to, to being a leader is actually being willing. To be authentic and being vulnerable about, hey, I am stepping out of my comfort zone. Uh, it is uncomfortable and I don't know what to do. Because when you can say that honestly and authentically and say, you know what, I'm still committed to this big thing. There's something inherently inspiring in that. Like we get kind of like, oh, okay, like this, this touches me, moves me. And I want to be like, I want to be a part of it. So that empathy is the key. And it comes from stepping out of that comfort zone right at the start. And also, I think an effective leader might just want to um, view himself as a person or herself as a person uh, who is capable of um, understanding the strengths and weaknesses in his team 
understanding you know what their team is capable of doing having a clear vision and mission of what they are doing at this moment so that even if you are a leader you need you need to have a clear set vision for yourself for example you know you can be working on a business project but you have not laid down a clear vision for your team members then it the project might not end up in the right direction as you were thinking because the vision that you laid down was not clear so it is so important for you as a leader to be so clear in what you think lay down that vision to the team members and understand what each and every member can contribute to your team to establish or fulfill that vision isn't it aaron absolutely and what you said is is really powerful like a having that vision something something bigger than yourself um one of the it is so powerful like one of the the quotes and i don't know where it comes from is that to be truly happy you need to do work hard work that you enjoy doing and you need to dedicate your life or dedicate that moment to something bigger than yourself because without the hard work there's not that sense of fulfillment it, it's easy you, it can you can start to get lazy like is this even going is this even worthwhile are things that will show up and if it's something that's not bigger than yourself if it's kind of like I'm doing this for for me first of all people can sniff that out and even worse for you if you tie in your own identity your own ego into hey I'm going to create this big thing now every time that there's something that goes wrong every time that someone criticizes you you feel that like it's a hit to you whereas if you're working for something bigger than yourself now anything that comes up as a roadblock really just shows up as okay this is something and like look I've got to get over this roadblock because this thing which I want to work towards is just so critical it's so important that it's really not about me it's about accomplishing the vision and what it makes available for for the people in those communities so those roadblocks those jumps those criticisms now just start to show up as okay this is something I'm going to take on this is something I'm going to learn from and what can I do next uh given that like you know what i just need to keep on going and it's not not like it's going to be easy that's the that's a difficult um thing to go through and it's incredibly powerful because all it takes is taking that or what it takes is taking that next step and that next step and that next step yeah and i think in a lot of teams now we are looking at this model of shared leadership and also how important it is for you to even if you cannot become a good leader at the end of the day um you can always be a great team player and how can you be a great team player is by understanding what is your role in the team and then how can you fulfill your role at the best of your ability to the best of your ability so that the leader in your team can achieve the goals that they have but again i always focus on uh not only becoming a good team player but also focusing towards becoming a leader and focusing mm. towards a model of shared leadership where you try to come together with similar minded people who might all be good leaders but instead of you know working in different directions because of your because a lot of times i have seen aaron is that leaders might have some sort of arrogance or ego uh when they are talking to different leaders so instead of coming together with them they will want to work in different directions maybe on similar projects but they'll never come together so it's you know i would also love you to uh, highlight how important it is for the leaders which have mm. similar values to come together and work for the same goal yeah and 
And I really want to distinguish between leader as a position and leader as who you're being. Okay, because you're right, like we see so many examples of people in leadership are positions uh, and they've got some level of authority, some level of power by the nature of their position. Maybe they're the team leader in your group. Maybe they're the team leader in your organization or your team. And what can show up is, oh, I don't want to do this because I say so. Now, I'm I'm not going to, I don't know if that's leadership or not. I'm going to say that it's like in those situations, it, it doesn't look like it. Right now, leader, leadership as who you're being is independent from whether or not you hold a position. So anyone can be a leader in any given point in time. And that shared leadership that you describe is actually really powerful because if you can take on, I might not be the leader as a position, but I can demonstrate leadership. First of all, that's an incredibly powerful place to stand is okay. Like regardless of any situation in life that I might be in, how can I be a leader here? What can I do to contribute? How can I take on that shared responsibility? Right? Another pitfall in, in operating where you collapse those two ideas of the leader as position is also the only person who is a leader is you might have this amazing leader out there and, and she's going out there, she's making amazing things happen. Um, all of the success, ultimately, they are going to be accountable for. Now, when you're able to bring people along the journey, that's when you can maximize the opportunity for performance, right? And when I say maximize the opportunity for performance, like there's that real sense of if everyone can start to take ownership of, this is what we're out to accomplish. This is what we're out to achieve. This is that vision that we want to want to go out and, and make a difference with. We can start to kind of see new opportunities like starting to show up for people. It's like people start going, hey, I'm going to take on this particular area. I'm in the team. I'm a member of the team. But like, okay, what else could I do here? If I'm tasked with looking at the research for a project, who could I chat to? What else could I do? And like now you start to, in taking ownership of that, start to see different opportunities, right? Now, this is this is something which some some of the listeners may have, may have experienced. It's like any time that you get excited about something, you spend some time in it, you dive in, you commit to it to a certain extent, what starts to show up in your environment is everything that's related to that. So if you're starting a podcast, what will start to show up is like all of the different resources, all of the different tools, all of the different people that you could get advice from. Now you're listening to other podcasts from the perspective of like, okay, I now have ownership over this thing which I'm creating, which is called a podcast. So now your context has shifted from I'm just a, a participant to okay, I'm I'm right in there. Right? So any... Ch- if I were to say something for international students out there, is like any time that you can actually take something on and take it on as your own, that starts to open up the opportunity to go, okay, what else can I see here? That's incredibly powerful. Now, as a leader, as the position, one of the most powerful things which you can do is actually, well, first of all, practice being a leader. And secondly, supporting your team in having that shared ownership. Now, one of the things which you can really look for is is finding out and getting curious about what is important to my team. How does their participation in this project fulfill on what's important for them? And the thing which is critical in that piece is like you need to find out what's important to your people. So if you don't find out what's important to your people, 
any attempt to fulfill on what's important for them is going to be like taking out a dart, setting up a dartboard and kind of like shutting your eyes and spinning around three times and maybe you hit the dartboard, maybe you don't. Right? But when you start to get clarity, I think you said clarity, which was a key, key word, right? Which is so powerful. When you get clarity on who your people are, what they are to accomplish for their life and how their participation can actually start fulfilling on that, that's when you get this incredibly powerful force. Uh, and they can take ownership, you can take ownership of having them take ownership, and ultimately everyone now starts to align on that vision. Absolutely, Aaron. You know, those are really insightful points. I would also like to, you know, raise two beautiful quotes, which a lot of leaders might have heard of, or if you have not heard of, you can definitely hear it today. Number one is patience is key to success. You need to be patient enough to wait for the results. Sometimes the results might not be spontaneous. But if you have really put in dedicated efforts towards your project as a leader, as a team player, you will definitely get the results that you are willing to do. So patience is the key to success. And number two, failures are the stepping stones to success, right? So failures will come on your way and they will be sometimes testing you, testing your mindset. And I sometimes also feel, Aaron, that failures also come to just test you. You know, they just mm. want to see whether you are strong enough to bear those failure and overcome those failure and move towards the next journey. So I think the person who is able to remain patient during that time, who has a positive mindset, who is optimistic and who is confident about what he is doing and obviously passionate about what he is doing, then he can definitely figure out and come out of that failure, isn't it? Do you want to, you know, just uh, state some comments yeah. or your suggestions on this statement? Well, firstly, he or she or any other representation, right? But like one of the, both of those things, especially the failure uh, are the stepping stones to success, right? None of that happens. You'll notice that any time that you experience failure, it's because you've actually done this critical thing beforehand, right? And that critical thing is that you've taken an action. Without taking action, there's no opportunity for failure, but there's also no opportunity for success. There's no opportunity for contribution. There's no opportunity for anything without having taken that action. Now, in the world of patience uh, leads to success or patience is a critical factor, I would say, yes, as long as you're taking action. Right? And you kind of create, you did create that, right? Because you're like, hey, like, you know, keep on going, the results will come. So I, I want to emphasize that nothing's going to be accomplished if you're like, I'm just going to be patient, I'm just going to be patient, I'm just going to wait, uh, because then I can guarantee that nothing's going to happen, right? However, however patient you are. But if you are practicing that patience and you're combining that second quote, we're like, hey, like, you know what? Failures are the stepping stones to success. Anytime that I'm experiencing a failure, it's really an opportunity. A, it means that I've taken action, right? Which is one of the most difficult things to do for, for, for in terms of accomplishing things that are important to us, right? So number one, like if you failed, that means you've taken the action. You haven't just sat in your hands. You haven't just sat there and wondered, okay, what if is what's going to happen in the future? Maybe it'll get better. Someday we'll get there. Like that's all kind of hopeful thinking and none of it gives you any, anything to go on in the present. 
But when you can start going, okay, what are those actions that I want to take? What are those actions which I can take? And I might fail. Alright, I also might succeed, right? The absence of action, what's guaranteed is that nothing's going to happen. So, so it's really powerful. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. And, and with that, with that emphasis on the action taking gives you the access to discovering all of that. And I think um, one more important thing that you have touched based upon is action. So probably patience, passion and action form the right ingredients to become a great leader. Not only they're not the only ingredients, but definitely very important ingredients for you. If you want to take as, an, as a key insight from this session, definitely. Now, one more thing that I want to touch base upon is this very important fact. A lot of leaders, if you listen to political leaders, business leaders, everybody has got a very, very tight schedule. And so they are great time managers. They know when to get up. They know when to sleep. They know each and everything that they are doing in their schedule. And I, I really want to focus on this very fact of time management becoming an important aspect of not only your leadership, but also while you're working in a team, you need to manage your different tasks in a way that you're able to accomplish them. And you know, COVID-19 has taught us so many different things. Uh, before COVID-19, we were going to the offices, we were going to the universities. Now we were all working from home. We all had to create our own schedule uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, our own calendar, own to-do list. And that's where I think it also made us better time manager don't you think so Aaron? absolutely absolutely like the time time is critical and, and i actually want to read out uh something uh from from a guy called werner Erhardt, right and, and he says one of the fundamental aspects of unworkability in the world is time that's the first lie that's the first apparency that's the beginning of the end of the truth time now you need to master time to have any mastery in the world. People who are at the effect of time, people who can't create time, people who can't manage time, people who can't move time around, people who can't handle time, people who are overwhelmed by time have no mastery and no basis for mastery. The basis for mastery in the world is being able to handle time. And that's part of a, a larger, larger article. And, and that was from back in 1980. Okay, but it's incredibly powerful, right? Because what we see these days is that there's so many distractions, there's so many different things. And, and yes, absolutely. In this world where a lot of us are now working from home or studying from home or doing things in our, in a non-traditional workplace or study environment, we don't have that. I'm going to go there and do that thing as a, as a physical anchor to support us. Now, setting that initial foundation of going, okay, First of all, a place to look is where does my time go? Right? And you'll see incredibly effective people will have systems in place to manage the existence of their time. And what for most people where that starts is a calendar. And for me, for example, if something's not in my calendar, I can almost guarantee that it won't get done. If I've got a meeting that's not in my calendar, I can almost guarantee that it, I won't show up. So that's one of the first things. Now, I'm not saying I've got it all perfect. Like one of the next levels for me is to go, okay, how can I start scheduling and setting aside the time to do specific tasks? So this is something which like on that constant journey, you'll see people who you think are incredibly effective, incredibly powerful. They're going out and doing things. 
And if they, if you chat to them, most of the time they'll say, hey, there's a couple more opportunities. There's things which are still to work on. Right? Because the truth is everyone's got the same amount of time and the pull without that discipline, without that, uh, building that time management muscle, if you like, uh, there's, that's where those opportunities are. And like any, any time that someone says, I don't have time or I don't have enough time or I'm too busy. An interesting thing is, especially if that's something which you say, or one of the, I'm speaking to the listeners, like if you say that, you want to pause and ask yourself, okay, am I actually aware of where all my time goes? Because without that awareness, consider you might not actually be able to authentically answer that question or actually make that statement of, I don't have enough time. Because now you're living in this world of like, my experience of life is I don't have enough time. I'm always busy. I'm overwhelmed. Um, and what I'm going to assert is that without that awareness of where your time actually goes, maybe, not like it's the truth, but maybe you don't know. Right? And that's the number one opportunity to start with for everybody. It's like, okay, where does my time go? Because when you can start to get clear on that, like a lot of times we can see, okay, hold on. I spent like X amount of hours watching like rugby union analysis videos on YouTube. Okay. Like that was great. I enjoyed it. Like, and am I, am I telling myself that I can't do that or shouldn't do that or anything like that? But now if I'm, if I'm honest, if I'm straight, okay, this is what I'm doing. I can also be honest about, okay, there were other things which I might have wanted to do instead, which either I did do, which I didn't do. So getting that foundation of where does my time go is, is so powerful. And I'm not an expert yet either. But I'm, I'm definitely more effective than a lot of people out there. Yep. I know you have been doing a great job, Aaron, since the time I've known you uh, after landing in Sydney. One of the people who is always, you know, motivating international students and students in general through different kind of programs. But what we were touch basing upon is are these key skills such as passion, mm. action, time management, being compassionate. Mm. In addition to that, I also feel that unless and until you are not dedicated towards something which you are doing, maybe you are a great leader. You might be having great leadership skills, but you are not dedicated towards what you are doing. And it, the thing that you do doesn't make you passionate when you get up early in the morning, right? For example, for me, whenever I get up in the morning, the first thought I have is how to make Ultimate Global Podcast bigger than Lagaste. Similarly, for Aaron, it might be how to make JA Australia bigger than the last day or how to contribute to the international students' lives in a better way than what I was doing till last week. So, you know, these kind of questions make you passionate. And that's why you're working towards the international student communities. And this is just an example I'm sharing. For every person, it can be a different thing. It can be a different story. Um, it's just about understanding what your story is and how well you can relate your passions and link it to create a beautiful story, which eventually gives you success. Isn't it, Aaron? Absolutely. Your general thoughts on that? Have you have become the base of your interaction? You must have interacted with a lot of students. And I know that there is a mixed bunch of students out there. Sometimes they're not even clear about what they are doing. And they get confused mm. as to what their story is going to be without understanding the initial point, which is that what's your passion? 
what's the why that you are looking for in the life before you start narrating your story to me well first up i think that i want to say to people who don't know what their passion is or they're not clear in it it's okay right it's okay it's nothing to beat yourself up about it's nothing to to get worried about it's nothing to go and fix right it's it's fine and we were in this world where we somehow think that if i don't have a passion something's wrong with me okay and i'll tell you that's not the case now i'm going to also give you a play a, a place to to start which is taking that action now while those questions are there for you sarab i would suggest that one of the things which is the ultimate fuel and the driver are the actions that you're taking right as you're taking the actions new opportunities show up new ideas show up new questions show up and it's quite exciting it's quite empowering all of that comes from the taking of those actions right and it's clear that you are taking those actions because here we are like when the podcast is and there've been a couple of episodes already and there's a couple more scheduled and it's it's uh, it's rolling now So the action gives you that momentum. Now for for anyone who doesn't know what's going on, you could start with, okay, what's one thing each month I could go and discover? I could go and learn. What's a skill that I could try out? What's a little project? Over time, as you start to develop those skills, you might continue with some, you might stop doing some, but you'll start to notice, okay, what are these things which I'm doing? What's the link, right? And there will be a link. In fact, there's always a link. Why there's always a link is because you're the person who's taking those actions. Right? And you're going to do the things which you do and you're not going to do the things that you don't do. And some of those reasons might not be clear for you and that's okay as well. But when you start taking the actions, now you've got the opportunity to discover something. You're able to discover, okay, what's at the heart of what I want to accomplish? What do I get excited about? What do I enjoy? And My recommendation is to throw yourself into these things without worrying about, oh, am I getting good? Is this going to be is this going to work? Just go and discover it for the sake of discovering it. And in terms of developing your leadership skills, one of the biggest things you can do for that is start to look for yourself, okay, what is a project that I can go out and create that involves at least one other person? Right? At least one other person. They don't have to be subordinate to you. They don't have to be seen. They can be any anyone, right? But if it involves at least one other person, now you're going to start to be able to put into practice sharing what you're up to, consulting and getting ideas, collaboration, like that sense of teamwork. And in creating that project, you will have then been able to actually demonstrate and start to discover, okay, what does it take to be a leader? Because anyone that goes and creates anything that go anyone that goes out and makes a difference in the world by taking those actions you are being a leader regardless of whether you might think that I don't have the qualifications I don't understand it the beingness of being a leader is independent of how much you know about being a leader right there's kids out there who don't have any leadership theory but who they're being is like hey come over here we're going to play this game it's going to be great and people follow people participate right and they're just kind of sharing authentically they're just going hey this is what i want to accomplish we're going to go do this and everyone's like okay so being a leader does not require you to have extensive study research knowledge i'm not saying those are bad things right once you start to experience the being of being a leader those things can absolutely contribute and give you some other places to act on and that initial discovery it's not required 
Yes, that's true. Absolutely true. Um, and another thing, you know, once, uh, you know, the last thing which I want to touch this upon before we end today's daily dose is about this key factor of keeping on trying out different things. Sometimes people are just afraid of trying out different things because they're scared of what will happen if I do that or what will happen if I don't do that. So, um, you know, I always feel that unless and until you do not try out something, you will not come to know whether you are good at it or bad at it. So it's like even before you have done something, you have created a mindset that I cannot do this or I can do this, mm. right? Because, uh, you know, Aaron, when we are kids, uh, when, we are, when we are small and we are not mature enough of our surroundings of the society, we do a lot of things randomly without considering what the society will feel because, you know, our mind is working like a child at that time. The moment we start growing up, we get surrounded by people, we get so surrounded by societal norms, and there is a set sort of behavior which is considered to be normal. And therefore, we start to try out new things as in how we grow. And that's what I have seen. And that kind of thing really is important for anybody who wants to not only become a leader or enter into entrepreneurship, but in general, to have your professional growth. Isn't it, Aaron? Any final comments before we end the daily dose? Yeah, I think I think what you said is powerful. Going out and trying new things is the access to discovering stuff. And the more things that you go out and, and do and the more actions that you take, the more you go and discover, most of the time you're going to realize, okay, maybe those things that I was scared about actually didn't happen uh, or actually aren't going to happen. And, and it's powerful to, to notice, okay, what am I worried about? Because when you, and start, maybe just write them down. Okay, I don't want to do this thing because this, because this, because this. Just write them all down. And when you start to put them on paper, first of all, you start to get some clarity around it. Then you can ask yourself, okay, is this reason something that I want to stay limited to? All right? If it is, okay, no worries. But you can also, like, by actually noting it down, you'll be like, hold on. If that happens, what's going to happen then? What's the worst that's going to happen? Most of the time, the actual worst thing that's going to happen is the thing which you said you were going to do just doesn't happen. That's it. And when you can try that out a few times, there's an incredible amount of freedom there. It's like, ah, oh. for a lot of people, it's like, ah, oh, my experience is I can't do that because if I do that, I'm literally going to die. That's the experience. It's not, no one, I don't think anyone's ever actually died in that situation. Okay. Because we, we, most of the time we're not talking about physical in reality fear, right? Like someone's like a fast vehicle is moving towards me. Like that's a legitimate fear, right? Because there's actual danger there. I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to make sure I don't go near that. Otherwise I might legitimately be damaged or harmed. But a lot of the actions that we look at aren't in that world. They're, they're not physical dangers. And we can start to kind of go, okay, well, what is this? And a really powerful thing is like, okay, what if I just try it out? Uh, which kind of is like what you're saying. Like, how do we try a new thing? So go out, try out those new things, discover. Action is one of the key things. And as you go out and just start to discover your leadership, leadership happens out here with other people right? It doesn't happen in your head. It doesn't happen in the analysis. It doesn't happen in the thinking of what to do. It happens when you start to go out and find out what's important for people. What's this vision that I want to accomplish? Why is this important to you? Why is this important for me? And those things happen in conversation. 
And inside of those conversations, that's when you can start to discover and start to shape this is what you're passionate about. So even the simple action of actually sharing with people, asking people, going, hey, this is something I'm really excited to do. Right? You can even tell them, and I've got no idea of what to do, and I just want to tell you. That's incredibly powerful because when you start to share what you're up to and we start to be authentic about who you are and what you're able to accomplish, um, especially when you're like, I don't know, that's incredibly powerful and you'll find that people want to start to reach out, support, get involved, uh, and ultimately uh, be a part of that team, be a part of that movement. And that's how uh, leadership begins and that's how leadership is demonstrated. Absolutely. Thank you so much for those final remarks, Aaron. And the worst thing can happen to you is that you will accomplish failure, isn't it? But mm. never be afraid of a failure. That's what I feel because um, you might try out new things and you might get a lot of criticism. And generally, people who criticize you are the people who really help you in your development. And generally, those are the people who are... Uh, you know, there are, there are a lot of negative critiques as well. And negative critiques generally cause a lot of negativity in the surroundings. And they are the people who have never tried out anything. And they are trying to critique you. So never get derailed by those people. I'm sure that if you encounter people who have tried out similar things like you, they will always motivate you and encourage you to do bigger things. And if a person is trying to criticize you, first you should ask that person, have you tried out that thing before? that you are trying to criticize me and de demoralize me. So it's, it's about understanding yourself and being confident on what you are doing so that you don't get demoralized by what others are saying or how others are judging you in the way you do the things and be confident of what you do. Thank you so much, Aaron. And I hope to see you another time in this podcast series. And uh, Congratulations uh, to the New South Wales. I congratulated yesterday as well that, you know, we have done an incredible job in coming out of this lockdown. I expect that things are going to get better. The borders are going to open soon. And, you know, uh, we are going to get a big party from Aaron as and how the things open up. Uh, let me know, Aaron, whenever the party is coming up from your side after this podcast. Fantastic. And and look, thank you so, so much for, for having me here. It's always a, a joy and a privilege to be able to, to be part of this conversation, supporting international students. So I really acknowledge you for, for what you're doing in making this resource and making this conversation uh, available for people. Uh, for anyone who's listening, please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can type my name in and, and find me. And I would love to connect and support any of you with, with anything to do with leadership, entrepreneurship, public speaking, um, or even just a chat. So, so please, uh, feel free to stay in touch. And so, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, and I look forward to, to jumping on, uh, in the future. Thank you so much, Aaron. And have a great day, everyone. Thank you.